KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Friday, October 15th. How would a public bank work? More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. On Thursday, FDA advisors voted unanimously to recommend emergency authorization of a booster dose of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Shira Abelis with UCSD Health says the booster shots available now for the Pfizer vaccine have been effective. For certain populations, particularly with high risk, you know, they just don't have that wiggle room with such a horrible disease. The Biden administration says it plans to comply with the judge's order to reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy in November. The Trump-era border policy forces asylum seekers to wait in Mexico for hearings in U.S. immigration courts. However, reinstatement hinges on approval from the Mexican government. According to a court filing late on Thursday, Mexico wants to ensure that asylum seekers have timely and accurate information about hearing dates and times, and want cases to conclude within six months. San Diego will be in near-critical wildfire conditions through Saturday. Santa Ana winds could top off between 30 to 40 miles per hour. Cal Fire San Diego Fire Captain Frank Lococo says the winds are a big problem because Cal Fire's aircraft is grounded in anything above 30 miles per hour. It's pilot safety and two, it really renders the drops, especially the retardant drops out of our fixed wing aircraft, it renders them useless because it mists before it hits the ground. Lococo says Cal Fire San Diego is well staffed and prepared as we head into peak fire season. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. A new California law sets up a commission to study the possibility of a state government-backed public banking system, offering zero-fee banking for thousands of Californians who cannot afford traditional bank accounts. KPBS Race and Equity reporter Christina Kim says some local leaders now want to explore how a public bank might work in San Diego. California is taking the first steps to create a statewide public banking option that could help its estimated 1 million households that don't have bank accounts. Most of these households are Black or Latino. I I grew up in a household where they kept money at home because financial institutions were foreign. And so you take a look at what I now know, and it makes sense that we should tackle uh, one of the biggest barriers in this fight against income inequality, which is big banks that take people's money. That's Los Angeles Assemblymember Miguel Santiago. He authored the new law, AB 1177, along with San Diego Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez. It will set up a commission to study how to create a public banking option. He hopes that will lead to the creation to what he's calling Cal accounts. This will allow consumers in the state of California to get a zero fee, zero cost, zero penalty 
savings account, checking account, banking account that's currently not available, uh, and then one that they can trust. So what does public banking really mean? It includes public-facing banks that individuals can use for normal banking business. That's what the new law is exploring. It could also be government-owned banks that cities or state agencies could use to deposit their funds and then finance public projects like bike lanes, housing, or other public goods. Here in San Diego, County Supervisor Tara Lawson-Reamer says public banking options could address income inequality. We know that it's easier to get access to capital if you already have capital. So we're really stuck in a pretty vicious cycle of inequality. And we, you know, I think we should need to be looking every tool and toolbox to break that cycle. She still has a lot of questions about how public banking would work in practice. But she likes the idea of a government bank funding public projects instead of the county going through private banks. I think there's a real need as well to look at uh, creating access to capital um, to to do those kinds of investments and make those kinds of investments that we need uh, at a larger scale to serve our community. Nationwide, there are only two public banks, one in North Dakota and the other in the territory of American Samoa. In 2019, a California law paved the way for up to 10 local governments to charter public banks. This month, the Los Angeles City Council passed a motion to start drafting a business plan for a public bank. And San Francisco is also not far behind. San Diego could be one of the state's 10 pilot programs. But Jeff Olson, a local public bank advocate, is worried San Diego will miss out on the opportunity. San Diego has famously procrastinated so long on some things that we've lost out big time. You know, I mean, I don't have to remind anybody that we waited so long to build a stadium that we no longer have a football team. In the last round of budget proposals, six San Diego council members said they were interested in exploring a public bank option. But it's not in the city or county budget yet. Joel Day is running for city council in District 6. He included public banking as part of his housing platform. We need an all-hands-on-deck to deal with infrastructure crisis and housing. We can do that by putting public money into a public bank to then work with those public assets to address the big crises of our time, like building affordable housing. A public bank allows us to do that much more efficiently than asking Wall Street to hold our money. But not everyone in San Diego likes the idea. In a 2020 San Diego Union-Tribune article, economists from Sandag and several professors from major local universities said they were against the idea. Private sector leaders like Michael Lee, a principal at Cardiff Consulting Services, agrees with their concerns. They're going to lend to activities and individuals and entities that, you know, the private sector isn't lending to now. Well, there's a reason why the private sector doesn't lend there, and it's oftentimes that there's more risk associated with that. While local leaders debate setting up a public bank, California is pressing ahead. The statewide study has to be done by 2024. And that was KPBS Race and Equity reporter Christina Kim. A proposed housing development on a trolley station parking lot won approval on Thursday. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says the approval came despite questions about lost parking spaces. The Palm Avenue trolley station in the South Bay has an abundance of parking. That was the case even before trolley ridership plummeted due to the pandemic. 
Now a team of developers has the all-clear from the Metropolitan Transit System to build 390 apartments here. They'll be affordable to low- and middle-income households. Last month, MTS board members put off a vote on the project over concerns about the loss of parking. But Jesse O'Sullivan of Circulate San Diego says that's misguided. The best way of increasing transit ridership and meeting our climate goals is with infill development. It's not with parking. The more parking that MTS requires, the less housing it's going to be able to build. And the other goal of meeting our housing affordability crisis is also not served by building more parking. MTS staff are now planning a study on how to accommodate park-and-ride trolley passengers while also reducing the demand for parking. That could include better access to stations via bus, biking, and walking. San Diego City Councilmember Vivian Moreno says she's happy with that plan going forward. We can't just eliminate parking and stop there. We have to develop a better transition option to access the station and and actively sell them to our customers. MTS owns more than 50 acres of prime real estate adjacent to public transit scattered across the county. That's land that could be key to helping solve the region's housing shortage. But the debate over how or whether to develop that land and how much parking a public transit agency really needs is likely to continue. And that was KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen. The executive director of the California SEIU has resigned. This comes after the leader of California's largest labor union was charged with tax fraud and other felonies. The California Report's Angela Corral has the story. Alma Hernandez and her husband are facing five counts of filing false tax returns for allegedly underreporting their income by about $1.4 million over five years. If convicted, they could be facing state prison time. A spokesperson for the family tells the Sacramento Bee, which first reported the story, that the pair will clear their names. Hernandez also faces two charges of grand theft and one of perjury in connection with her work as a treasurer on a 2014 political committee. The complaint says she directed nearly $12,000 in campaign money to her husband for campaign services that he never provided. Hernandez has run SEIU California since 2016. It's the state's largest labor union, representing more than 700,000 workers and carries big political influence. And that was the California Report's Angela Corral. Coming up, San Diego has one of the highest inflation rates in the nation. More on that next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu.
San Diego has one of the highest inflation rates in the nation. That's according to data recently released by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Price Index for the month of September. The increased inflation rate is indicative of a heavy economic toll of the years-long pandemic. As the holiday season approaches, higher prices and a greatly stressed supply chain are uncovering what experts are calling a greatly overstimulated economy, one where consumers end up paying the price. Philip Molnar is a senior business reporter for the San Diego Union-Tribune who's been covering the story. He spoke with KPBS Midday Edition host Jade Hindman. Here's that interview. So can you give us a snapshot of this increased inflation rate? What's causing this jump and why are things particularly bad in San Diego? Okay, so we've seen inflation really rising throughout 2021 across the entire nation. But San Diego typically is hit a little bit harder because in Western markets, especially in California, we have higher housing costs and gas prices. So that's why we're always sort of at the top end of inflation. But what's been sort of interesting this year is, you know, a lot of the experts, especially even the Federal Reserve, were saying that inflation rate is going to go really high up as soon as we're out of all these pandemic restrictions. And then just everybody calm down because after that's over, it's going to level out. What we've seen is the inflation rate keeps going up. And that's why I've been reporting on it like every two months. So last month was 6% inflation rate, which is pretty wild to begin with. And then this month was 6.5%. So it's, it's growing and it's, it is a cause for concern. So where are some of the biggest areas where consumers are feeling the effects of inflation? So where consumers are feeling it most is for gas. Unleaded regular is up 40.4% in a year. It's a huge jump. And other jumps are for used cars and trucks, up 23.4%, and energy in general, which is up 31.3%. And you note that we're seeing some of the highest prices in all of the pandemic. Is that expected to drop anytime soon? You know, most experts I talk to for this article do not anticipate a major drop, which is sort of frustrating because it really, when there's these high price gains, People that are always hit hardest are the low-income workers in San Diego who have to pay more out of pocket because, in general, they just make less money. So there's a lot of things going on. There's a really stressed supply chain right now, which is creating more demand for products, which rises the prices. But one of the things is that a lot of people that didn't need all that stimulus money that was pumped into the economy... Now they're doing much better. Their their financial picture is better, especially if you were a stay-at-home worker. So a lot of those people have more money than they did at this time last year. And that really, a lot of spending power for all these goods that we're talking about that drives up the price because everyone's got money to buy them. Are these rising prices causing employers to consider permanently raising wages? Well, you know what's funny? Whenever I report on the inflation, I always ask the same question like, is an employer going to read this article or listen to this radio program and say, oh, dang, I got to raise all my rate, my, my wages right now, or my employees are going to be really hurting. And what I've kind of found, even though it might not be the case at whatever business you're at when you're reading the story or listening, but wages are significantly up in San Diego. So it might not be necessarily that employers see this inflation and say, yo, I need to really raise my wages. It, the fact is it's already happening. For instance, the latest data I have is for May, 2021, 
where the average wage in San Diego, and keep in mind it's average, so it's going to be weighted to really high wages are going to change things, but the average wage was 34.95 cents an hour. That is an 18% increase in two years. So things are really up. And even in normal circumstances, metropolitan areas in California have higher than average inflation rates than the rest of the nation. How is the added pandemic stress making that worse? Well, gas prices is probably the biggest thing that moves the market one way or the other. California gas prices are always higher. So if you see a big jump in gas prices, that's definitely going to affect our inflation rate. One of the things in the past, just about uniformly across most coastal California markets is higher housing costs. So that that often pushes the needle for inflation. But in this case right now, what we're seeing where the big surge is, is these price for used cars and back to gas prices. That's really what's affecting right now. But in general, typically when you get these numbers, San Diego and Los Angeles and Riverside, we're usually up at the top. What do these high inflation rates signify for consumers in the long term? Well, for right now, it's rough if you're trying to do a few things. Let me give you a scenario. So say you're sort of a low-income worker and you've just re-entered the economy, you got a new job, but you need a car to get there and your last car broke down. Well, it's going to be really hard to get a used car because they're super expensive right now. And new car prices aren't up as much as used cars. But then again, that's a way bigger expense. So that's something you need to consider there. Also, food prices are way up, you know, but one of the things you can kind of see from the inflation data is where you could make a mistake. So for instance, for food and beverage costs, food prices are up 7.6%. But when we break that down a little bit, food prices at home are up 5.7%, but food costs at restaurants are up 10.1%. So You might want to, looking at all this data, if you want to make an informed decision, maybe not eat out as much. Now, inflation is bad enough for consumers, but a less considered aspect of this is how a jump in prices can affect costs for businesses as well. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, for businesses, this could have a long-term effect on the economy here in San Diego because the cost for materials is going way up. And as we just spoke about the wages, you have to have wages higher to keep workers in San Diego right now. So all those costs are going to cut into the bottom line of businesses. I mean, there's a lot of evidence that business is good right now because there is, as we spoke about, a lot more spending power. But it's kind of tough when you break it all down. And we'll see sort of by the end of the year that the costs are really increasing for businesses, especially smaller ones. And it might be a question of whether or not they survive these next few months. Is there a historical precedent for inflation numbers right now? Sort of, except we haven't really seen much of a precedent in the last 20 years. If you go back 20 years, the average inflation rate jump has been around 2.6%. But we've had some really high points in San Diego history, about 11% in 1974, 13.5% in 1981, and it did get up to 6% in 1990, but that was sort of an outlier year. So what, what that means is that most millennials alive today have not yet experienced a high inflation environment. They haven't really lived through it. So it's funny, I talked to some economists uh, yesterday and I was saying, well, how are all these millennials, I'm a millennial, how are all these millennials going to deal with you know, this? How are they going to weather this? And one of the economists I spoke to was like, well, I don't think they have a choice. <laughs> and he's right. So yeah, we're all, a lot of us are living through this for the first time and it's sort of unique. 
And that was Philip Molnar, a senior business reporter for the San Diego Union-Tribune. He was speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Jade Hindman. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio, or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu.